Welcome back to this episode of Unpack This Brain. I'm Josh, and as usual, I've got... Eunice, hello. No, no fancy name change. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, well, I think this is going to be part one of two. Yeah. And this is a series that of episodes that we've always wanted to sort of touch on. Mm. But we, for the longest time, have never been able to actually sit down and write stuff out and talk, you know, and have this discussion. Yeah. Um, because I'm fairly sure I put this up in season one. Yeah, last year, yeah. No, not even last year, two oh, years. Oh, my gosh, we've been hauling on to this topic <laughs> for so long. Now it's here. It's here. Um, this is going to be the uh, Therapists in Media episodes. So um, we've decided to split it basically into real-life therapists who appear on television. And then we have therapists in fiction, uh, but, you know, like on Netflix series mm. and stuff like that. Mm. Um, so we're going to delve into the real life therapists first. Yeah. And I, I know I have a li- I had a list up there, but um, I guess there's some of the people that we wanted to talk about were people like Dr. Phil. Yeah. Um, also, I think I put that the married at first sight people. Yeah, we have the them relationship experts. called relationship experts. That's and we'll, let's delve into the we'll delve into the terminology that they've decided to choose. Yes. And then the very last moment, because I was listening to another podcast that just so happened to drop this person's name in, uh, Jordan Peterson. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be spicy. It's gonna be spicy. <laughs> oh my goodness oh my gosh okay so i guess the thing i wanted to ask is um because there's so much ethics around you know how we work and um how we treat client stories and how we hold on to them do you feel as though that in some cases, particularly I'm thinking of Dr. Phil's sort of thing, you know, bringing people in and talking about their problems is such a big audience and then it's televised and it's broadcast. Um, how do you feel about that scenario? Mm, like That concept? Yeah. I'm very – because to me, I feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. Now as a therapist, as an audience, like as like pre-therapist me – it's like, oh, look, it's like shits and gigs. Right? I'm so glad you say that because I feel the same way. And I feel kind, I felt kind of bad that, like, I thought it was really funny back in the day. Mm. And now I've gone back to watch it. And I'm like, I can't even finish, like, a short clip yeah. of Dr. Phil. Like, it's so cringe. Yeah. It really hurts. Yes, it yeah. does. And I think that's because, you know, as a viewer who is not in a helping profession, you know, you view this as entertainment. Entertainment yeah. is entertainment, right? It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. Um, but then coming into this particular mindset of how we, you know, treat clients and do all of those things, I feel very uncomfortable Yeah. sitting down trying to watch, you know, you, like you, like just watching clips on YouTube of, you know, because it, it's it's such a weird thing to do. It's like, and I actually saw a Reddit post I forgot to link through. I, I'm not sure if I linked it through there, mm-hmm. but it was. It's on the change my view um, oh, Reddit. Okay, yeah. 
Yeah. And it says it's like basically OP mentions and says change my view um, on things like Doctor Phil. Yeah. Where it's basically the modern equivalent of, um, and I hesitate to use the te- uh, terminology, but it is what OP used freak shows. Oh, interesting. So will you bring on like circus, you know, it's like, like three arms or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, it's, the, it's, it's those ideas of when you think about greater showmen, like yeah. circuses. Yeah. Yeah. Parade people. Yeah. For sole entertainment value. Yeah. Right. And so the so Opie likened Doctor like Phil, like Doctor Phil, where clients where he will bring in clients. And let's be very clear, Doctor Phil is no longer a certified. Yeah, since two thousand and six. Yes, That's such a long time ago that he stopped red uh, like re registering. Or yes. Or yeah. Or was, you know, <laughs> uh, stopped asked to stop by stop. Um, you know, APA. Yeah. It's, and I think OP is very you know very correct in linking that because all that we want to do as therapists and i think i'm sure all psychologists will fall into this too is that all we want to do is be that you know like treat our clients like people Mm. (laughs) not content yeah right and that's a very the way that it's done is so just like out there yeah and the process is the process is very not therapeutic anymore it's an entertainment based yeah. process it's like what can we dig out and say that's gonna get the audience going Woo. Yeah, yeah the audience clap along or yeah, they yeah, yeah. and that is like not what the goal is or like the process is when you're doing real like real therapy when you're doing a therapeutic <laughs> process mm, mm. and yeah it's just yeah, I, I, I share very similar views to you in that I find it so uncomfortable to watch because, like, actual therapy is about healing and it's often really slow and there's a lot of, um, like, parts to it. And I think yeah. that when you, when you put it in front of a studio audience and, like, you televise it and... And all of that, it it takes away mm. that healing process, and it almost mm. becomes like, like a, yeah, like a freak show, like a like a way to sh- almost even shame these people who are coming on yeah. for entertainment purposes. Mm. And yeah, I really don't like it. Yeah, yeah. Like on the flip side, though, you know how we when we were in uni, we used to watch all those like taped. Yeah. <laughs> Therapy. Yeah. I was thinking of, oh my gosh, Gloria. Who was Gloria? Do you Why remember Gloria? Gloria? Okay, so so for, for listeners who don't know the whole Gloria thing. So Gloria is a client who comes in who um, has multiple interviews with different therapists. So you know the Rogerian therapy? Like, so Carl uh, yeah. yeah. she sat across from him, she sat across from Albert Ellis. Wow, okay, so yeah. So these are all like videotaped and they've been used, you know, as teaching material to showcase... Um, the different techniques and skills that Rogers and Ellis um, use in yeah. their versions of, you know, um, postmodernist therapies. Mm-hmm. And it's just so funny that <laughs> Gloria has been used in so many different educational institutes as well. Mm. Um, because her, I believe her presenting issue was she's a single mother who's concerned about her daughter's uh, views on 
sex before marriage and relation extramarital relationships mm-hmm. and stuff like that because um or and all of those sorts of things and I'm just like hmm but but again it's like there's a clear clear ish distinction between um, therapy used as entertainment versus yeah. therapy used as an educational tool. It's different, it's a, but it's a very fine line. Yeah, way. yeah. Because you know, and and this is these videos are what like they were filmed in the late fifties, early sixties. Yeah, the so quality. they're like sixty years old now. Yeah, Gloria's long gone, and we're still using <laughs> using her in in all these educational videos. I was just like, girl, you need a rest. Does she bring it? <laughs> Out of curiosity, the same issue. Do you remember? I believe so. And you see how, it's and then you gone. see the difference between yeah. Ellis and Rogers, yeah. and how they actually like try to, you know, navigate address, the same issue. Nav- yeah, navigate the story. Oh, I, I love that. But you're right; it is very different. And I think a main difference is that in those ones made for education, mm-hmm. there is not like there isn't that live audience or that sort of like. The goal there is more about showcasing certain techniques of the therapist rather than what I think in entertainment is really showcasing the issues of the client and, yes. like, how, like, oh, my gosh, it's so dysfunctional. Like, why would you think like this? Like, lots of shame again. Yes, yes. And it's not – yeah, that's, I think, a major difference between the two. Different intentions, yeah. but, like, on paper could seem like the similar things, yes. but then – But then when it's out there, yeah. when it's filmed and then when it's presented. yeah. Has a very different lens. I feel like that really highlights, yeah, where like if you have like how important intention is. Because I think we always do this when we reflect and stuff. Mm. When people ask you, why did you ask that question? <laughs> it's like so important to know um, what you were trying to do with it. Because I think that that's where you can sort of lead it towards a more ethical way of doing it or like whatever you want to do essentially yeah and so yeah the entertainment industry like doc with dr phil that they're, they're not there to showcase his his skills they no. probably are a bit but it's not the main thing oh, yeah and i mean you know it's a perfect segue to go on to the married at first sight yes the maths experts they call them relationships expert, well, because experts they, because they could no longer call themselves psychs yeah so they did didn't they for like a in little the early bit seasons yeah. and then and then I believe it was, I don't think it was APS that said, hey, you can't use that. Let's not, <laughs> let's not damage our reputation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> Even though I'm not a slack, like, I'm just like, thanks to like all, on behalf of all therapists. Because, <laughs> yes. yeah, yes. I feel like that, um, yeah, I feel like it was sort of, not tainting the name, but like maybe just not giving a representation like a, good representation of maybe what therapists are like. Um, But I know that they have – it's a panel, hey, so the relationship experts are a panel and they've brought on a sexologist as well. Yes. Yeah, onto it. Yeah. And I think the whole goal was like, oh, we'll – I I don't even know how they actually do it, Mm. how they do the matching, but I think they just get, like, profiles of these people and just say, oh, let's stick them together and see what. Yeah, and so one of the biggest, like, critiques of that is that, and I think has been a a critique of the people actually in MAFs, is that um, were these relationship experts doing this on purpose? Like, did they know that there was going to be, you know, issues, toxicity in a relationship and they they condoned it anyway or they, like, made the match happen 
anyway. And that's where it's like, right, because then there goes the lens of like entertainment because for entertainment's sake, it's like, oh, my gosh, looking at drama and toxicity on TV is so entertaining. But then from like a ethical point of view, it's like these are are still real people that are now going through like having to be in a relationship with someone that's toxic. Yes. It's like, oh. Yeah. It's just like, okay, so who's – like to whom are you serving, right, Mm -hmm. as as one of the people? It's like to whom are you serving? Are you serving uh, the producers? Mm -hmm. Because I think that's – that's wink, wink, spoiler alert. (laughs) I believe that is – Yeah, because I guess that's the – I mean, why why else would they be paid? Yeah, yeah. Um, To do this – because evidently, from because I never, I never really liked watching maths. Yeah, neither I, do I. <laughs> I kind of stopped watching The Bachelor after I went into postgrad. I was just like, just can't, no. MasterChef is it for me. <laughs> A lot of those loved ones are so. I just feel so uncomfortable watching okay, them. Okay, next, next. I think the next media we should watch shit like Love Island. Yes, or, and then uh, can we? Whatever's on Netflix. Yes, <laughs> I'll just watch a few episodes of each and then come back with our thought. Yes, okay, let's do it. I'll cringe the whole way through it, but, but we'll do it for fun. For fun, for content. Um, but yeah, I never really was interested in doing like watching all of those things, and then. Yeah. But you know, you you read articles about. I think there was one. I can't remember if it was last year, but it was that Asian female contestant mm-hmm. person on um, Married at First Sight who got matched with a very toxic white male. I'm just like, ooh, we should have seen that coming. Exactly. You, like, you would have seen that. And that's the thing is the experts should have seen it coming, and they probably did. They probably did, but maybe producers didn't listen to them. Yeah, yeah. Or they're being guided by money, and it's yeah. like so many ethical challenges. Just yeah. In saying that, I think that's the biggest thing about reality TV is that reality TV, I think as a society, we've allowed to become like this we like ethical gray zone. Yes, that's a good point. Because we love content and we love as a society we've been trained to view pain as, you know, content. Yeah. Other people's pain is our fun. Yeah. Um so that's sort of my view on reality TV is like mm. we've allowed it to become this ethical gray zone mm. and that's why we get all of these problems. That's why we still have to have conversations around toxic masculinity and stuff like this. Yeah. But also like fan-based behaviour um, impacting the mental health of um, people who do agree to appear on these shows as well. Yeah. Um, so all of those sorts of things, I'm just like, damn, okay, um, do you have anything else to mention about the maths? I know that I was I was on YouTube the other day looking at their little snippets because they do like little snippets about certain like topics, and I think they were oh, yes. talking about like how to explain if like if you're in a partnership or you're in the dating and you don't have as much experience and like you feel like you know, that might be an issue. Like, how do you explain that to someone? How do you go about that? And they actually had, like, really good points. They were, like, be really honest, like, um, share it with them on the – like, share it with them when you feel comfortable and just put it out there. So, like, 
That was, they make sense. Yeah, they make sense. <laughs> they do make a lot of sense. And I think that that's interesting, like that balance of things do make sense, but then... But then they go on and much people like Yeah, that. but then they're responsible for things being really toxic. Yes. So, again, you make a good point of it's like the producers, they're probably playing to the producers or they're doing it for, for, for that sort of stuff mm-hmm. because that's their intention. Yeah, and because they get to view these relationships as they evolve over time. So they're kind of like the commentary panel as well. So it's so interesting. Mm. Like just from bits and pieces that I've seen, I'm just like, hmm. (laughs) So many, so many flags. Yeah. So many flags. There is a lot. I know. But yeah, we'll, we'll, do in the future an episode where we'll look. If it doesn't at- appear in this podcast, go and look at um, another one. Yeah, it'll be somewhere. <laughs> it'll be somewhere we'll in this reality, podcast that I do. <laughs> reality love in quotation oh, marks. Yes. Oh, yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unpack This Brain. If you'd like to follow us, we are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search Unpack This Brain. If you'd like to send us any questions, feel free to do so. Use the hashtag UnpackThisBrain or send us a DM or send us an email, unpackthisbrain at gmail.com. This podcast was created by the lovely people over at Great Mates Podcast. Feel free to subscribe to any of our podcasts wherever you're listening. We'd also like to acknowledge the First Nations owners on whose lands we are creating this podcast. We'll be back in a couple of weeks to discuss more therapists from real life. See you then.